Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. It has been a difficult weekend for Bitcoin and the crypto markets, and it's going to be a bit of a challenging week as well. In particular, on Friday, there's a certain event that everyone in the markets has their eyes on, and based on how that event plays out, we might see a very big impact on traditional markets and especially the crypto markets too. I'm going to tell you exactly what that event is, exactly how it might play out, and based on how it might play out, how it will impact you as a crypto investor trader or someone looking to enter the market or just generally interested in the market. So make sure to stick around until the end when we have that very important update. Before we get there, we're going to open up the BTC, ETH and altcoin charts and explore what has happened over the weekend. We're then going to go into the top four headlines in the crypto news today that everyone should be aware of. And then when we've done all that, we're going to look at what's coming up on Friday and how it will impact you. A BTC of misery. On Friday, following an unexpectedly disappointing inflation result from Germany, we saw the crypto markets and traditional markets dip. Germany is, of course, Europe's largest economy by GDP or gross domestic product. And there's also been renewed concerns about the pace of interest rate hikes and US declines in the US housing market, which overall have left investors nervous on the edge, and we can see that on the charts. Not to mention, Fed officials have been actively pushing back against the idea that the better than expected CPI print on August 10th might lead to less aggressive policy and rate hikes. So a rocky weekend for Bitcoin because of a range of negative events and also a reversal of what we thought was a positive event with that CPI result that came in lower. If you watch these calls regularly on the Ethereum chart, you'll know that we've been saying that Ethereum has been outperforming Bitcoin recently due to the merge narrative. Now, in investors' enthusiasm for next month's scheduled merge, of course, uh, the Ethereum blockchain's shift in protocol from proof of work to faster, more energy efficient proof of stake has cooled off at least temporarily. Not to mention there are rumors that Jump Crypto might dump a large amount of its Ether holdings ahead of the merge. And this seems to have contributed to a little bit of a rush to take profit on ETH longs. So at the moment, some of that positive sentiment we were seeing from the merge seems to have cooled off. If you scan down the altcoin markets today, you'll see that a lot of the assets are in the red. These are difficult trading conditions for BTC and Ethereum, and therefore even more difficult trading conditions for any lower cap altcoin. Let's move on to the top four headlines of today, and then we're going to look at the event that's coming up on Friday that we should all be aware of. Bitcoin ATM bites the dust. There are many ways to get cryptocurrency in your possession. You can be sent crypto, you can buy crypto in a centralized exchange, or you can purchase Bitcoin from a Bitcoin ATM. While there are many advantages to each of these, general bytes Bitcoin ATMs currently have a vulnerability that allows crypto to be stolen from customers. When customers have been depositing or purchasing cryptocurrency via ATMs owned by general bytes, the funds are being siphoned off by hackers. 
These attacks are being conducted using a zero-day vulnerability in the company's crypto application server. Attackers are able to create an admin user remotely using the interface and proceed to siphon crypto. Be warned that there are still 18 servers exposed to the internet. The patch would then configure firewalls to only allow access to the interface from a trusted IP address. General Bytes is warning users to not operate any of their Bitcoin ATMs until the server patch releases have been applied. While Bitcoin ATMs offer advantages, such as being anonymous when buying crypto, it's important to remember that they still have security concerns. The important thing to remember is that nothing is guaranteed and there will always be a level of risk one must take to operate in this terrain. Fortunately, top headline number two is a bit more positive. 40 of the world's largest companies invested about $6 billion in blockchain companies between September 2021 and June 2022, according to a study by Blockdata that looked at the investment activity of the biggest 100 public companies by market cap. Samsung was the most active, investing in 13 companies. Google parent company Alphabet participated in four funding rounds that raised $1.5 billion for blockchain and crypto-related companies. The study highlights the mainstream acceptance of blockchain technology and the crypto industry. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, took part in rounds valued at $1.2 billion, and Morgan Stanley participated in $1.1 billion of fundraising activity. The level of involvement and the degree of the participants who are involved just goes to show how big this space is becoming. And of course, the bigger a space becomes, the more philosophical questions get thrown into the works, as we are seeing with top headline number three, Tornado. On August the 10th, when Tornado Crash developer Alexei Pertsev was arrested on suspicion of involvement with the protocol, many personalities in the industry took to Twitter to condemn the action, calling it a dangerous precedent for cryptocurrency and censorship. Continuing that sentiment, protesters came together in Amsterdam's Dam Square on Saturday to make their voice heard. The actions have led to a bigger, more important question on whether or not written code qualifies as an expression of free speech, according to Roman Busco, a barrister interviewed by Coindesk at the protest. Some protesters predict the arrest having a far-reaching implication for other developers. Now, it's too early to tell if the protest will have any effect on appealing to authorities, but for now it has helped to keep the issue of censorship in the spotlight. Top headline number four looks at Cardano, and then we're going to go into exactly what is happening on Friday and why it's important for the crypto markets. Cardano founder Charles Hoskinson has continued to refute claims that the Cardano testnet is catastrophically broken, implying the need to finally move forward with the long-delayed Vassal hard fork. In a Twitter thread on Sunday, Hoskinson shared his frustration concerning some of the videos claiming Cardano's testnet is a catastrophic issue, which stems from a Friday thread from Cardano ecosystem developer Adam Dean. The developer claimed that the testnet is catastrophically broken due to an undiscovered bug in Cardano's node that creates incompatible forks, which had managed to slip under the radar of the previous testing. However, Dean noted that because the majority of operations have upgraded to simulate the Vassal hard fork, it is now also incompatible and incapable of syncing with the original testnet, and the two testnets are without a block history. Now, Hoskinson, however, has argued that the coding issue found on that node version had been removed in the update, sharing his frustration that further testing would lead to further delays of the hard fork. 
Reading a quote now from Charles himself, we of course could as a community delay the launch of Vassal for a few months to retest code that's already been tested a dozen times and is already running. Is that worth it to all the DAP developers who have been waiting for this update for almost a year now? Also during an Ask Me Anything session on Friday, Hoskinson also said that there's been an unfair narrative floating around called Dono and its testnet issues, which he called incredibly corrosive and damaging. Remains to be seen exactly what's gonna happen with Cardano and what all this means for the future prospects of the token, but it's a narrative and a story that we can continue to watch and monitor together. So the event that everyone has their eyes on for Friday is what we're gonna talk about now, presumably what everyone is most keen to understand in today's call. Markets will be nervously eyeing remarks by US Central Bank Chair Jerome Powell, who is scheduled to speak Friday at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City's Economic Policy Symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. The Jackson Hole Economic Symposium is an annual symposium that allows an open discussion of economic issues, stock and currency issues facing economies of the world, and it's a very prominent conference that witnesses the attendance of bankers, academic, finance ministers, among other prominent participants. Every year, it is an event that is very closely watched by investors, but more so than any other event this year, what everyone is really keen to understand is whether Jerome Powell is going to foreshadow the Federal Reserve's monetary direction at September's Federal Open Market Committee or FOMC meeting. September 20th to 21st, we have the next big, big FOMC meeting coming up where we're going to find out what level of interest rate hikes are going to be brought into the economy. Investors are playing a tug of war in terms of the probability of seeing a more conservative 50 basis point hike versus a more aggressive 75 basis point hike. And currently, as you can see, if you open up the CME Group FOMC countdown, you'll see that the odds have leaned back towards a 75 basis point hike, unfortunately. A more conservative 50 basis point hike is going to be better for the crypto markets because it will create a more risk on appetite environment. So what we want to see at this meeting on Friday is statements from Jerome Powell that suggests that he is going to be more dovish or more likely to introduce a less aggressive interest rate hike at the next FOMC meeting. Unfortunately, it's not looking great. As we can see from the CME group metric, it already looks like there's more of a 75 basis point hike priced in. The St. Louis Federal Reserve President James Bullard has also recently said he is leaning towards a consecutive 75 basis point rate hike instead of the less hawkish 50 basis point hike. And all of the news outlets and articles at the moment are suggesting that on Friday, Jerome Powell is going to speak and reinforce that more aggressive hike in the FOMC meeting, unfortunately. I will be keeping a close eye on this narrative coming up to Friday. I will be breaking down exactly what happens on Friday. And after the fact, I will be summarizing the next key event that we're looking for in the market too. If you want to get all these updates, if you want to stay up to date with what's happening in the crypto markets now and what's coming up in the future, uh, all the different elements of horizon risk, be sure to subscribe to this account. It's really going to help you navigate the crypto markets. There's so much great information out there, but the amount of time it takes to go through all of that carefully cannot be 
underestimated and this is what I do on these calls. I put in the hours so that you don't have to. Thank you very much. I will chat to you tomorrow.